That record got me high. 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 Do you ever have one of those days when you just can't think of anything to say and you really don't want to talk to anyone anyway? Yet still, people approach you and insist on talking to you about things that you have no interest in and you have a sneaking suspicion that they might be listening to your private conversations and your thoughts without your knowledge and a desire to be left alone, utterly, completely alone. The makers of popular webcomic Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com, were also plagued by fears that someone was listening to their private thoughts and conversations without their knowledge or permission. Utterly, completely alone. However, luckily for you, our listeners, the Is This Tomorrow team have come up with a solution to your problem. It's the Is This Tomorrow Antisocial Personality Disorder Starter Pack. Each kit contains a 50-foot roll of tinfoil. Each kit also contains a paintbrush and a half gallon of flat black paint. Every purchase also includes a 300-page Xerox manifesto. There's a blank spot at the top of every page where you can write your name and the title of your manifesto. All of this is available simply by entering your social security number, your date of birth, your credit card information, and your bank routing number at isthistomorrow.com. Participants in this government-sponsored study may be detained at any time and questioned at length about any subject. Available for $9.95 at isthistomorrow.com. That's Is This Tomorrow at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow at isthistomorrow.com. Some shout outs. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. You ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. How about you? You ready? Good to go. Okay. <laughs> Who's that? We, we haven't introduced you yet. We don't know. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we are a weekly podcast where we take a record and we, we talk about it. Yeah, Slice and dice, Ronco. Talk the hell of it. Talk the hell of it. Uh, before we get to anything, we want to tell everyone that this week that we're doing it is uh, Record Store Day week. So Record Store right. Day is this Saturday. And we wanted to shout out some, uh, just a few local. There's, there's awesome uh, record stores down here in South Florida, but in particular, we could mention Sweat Records in Miami. That's right, our friends at Sweat Records. Yes, our friends at Radioactive Records That's right, in who, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, yeah, been around a long time. Yep, and our friends at Technique Records. That's right, which, which is. Uh, and where's what that at? That, what's North that kid's Miami? Name? Technique, do you know where Camilla? Uh, it's off of 79th Street. Oh, that's more, game, yeah, more or less. That's not North Miami. That's more like uh, Miami. Miami Shores. No, it's actually it's Mimo. It's Mimo. Okay. What All do right. we? What do we know? Camilla actually lives in. Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the show proper, I just want to do a couple of So you of should go and buy a, an album if you've been thinking about buying some vinyl. Yeah. That's what they're all about. Go buy some vinyl. Uh, on Record it. Store Day Saturday, they have some specials, I'm sure. And tell them that that record got me high. Uh, That's sent right. you, and they'll go, what? Who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Who's uh, our guest, Rob? Pa- well, I was going to do our shout-outs first. Oh, uh, do the shout-outs. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is what uh, Patreon. For. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. You can become a patron, and uh, we want to give a shout-out to our newest patrons, Stephanie Poe McCook. Yes, thank you, Stephanie. And Mr. Richard Shelter. Richard Shelter, that's right. Thank I you was, so uh, much for becoming patrons. You guys are awesome. And uh, you can become a patron, too. Just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Uh, and for a pittance. For, for as little as $1 a month. Like chewing gum money. money. Support me and Barry. And I also wanted to mention real quick, if you guys are listening to us, whatever, you, whatever format you listen on... Subscribe to it. Yes. And rate it if you can. Do a, uh, do a rating. Sure. And even write, if you're feeling particularly plucky, uh, write, yeah, a write a review. Yeah, Positive write a review. or negative. Uh, all that stuff helps. Helps us a lot. Yep. And then share it, too. Please Just share, share it. it yes, with right. your friends. On your stuff. social media. Yes. On, uh, share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Instagram. You know all the places. Please. Uh, all right. So Pornhub. Share it on Pornhub if you're an active <laughs> member. <laughs> Why not? Why not? We'll, we'll take listeners wherever we get them. All right, so we have a guest. You you, you heard her voice already, but uh, it is Miss Camilla Rizzo. Welcome, Camilla, to that record. Hi, everybody. And yeah, Camilla, uh, actually, uh, kind of early on, in, uh, she sent yes. us a message uh, saying, you, you guys are horrible, you're terrible. <laughs> right. But no, no, she didn't. She enjoyed it, but she said, you guys, you know, you guys have to do a, uh, a record uh, by the Bad Brains. I mean, you have to do Eye Against Eye. I mean, you right. just have to. Because so that's we, the one. So we said, okay, we will, and then you'll be the guest. So uh, welcome. You're Camilla's our guest, and she's going to talk about how you can stay. Yes, I am so happy to be here. Good. We're happy to have you. And so, Camilla, you, uh, let's see, what, what could we, I've known, uh, we were talking before, we've known, Camilla, we've known each other 30 South plus Florida years. punk rock geography. Yeah, just in South Florida, and you were like a little kid going to the punk shows. Exactly. Right. And uh, so when did... Uh, and Rob was always a crotchety old man. I was always an old man. Yeah, I was that old dude. <laughs> <laughs> Even in 1990. Yeah, I was. So, the intimidating older guy. Uh, so when did the Bad Brains come across uh, you? Well, you know, actually, you know... As far as like Bad Brains, you know, the really, I got to see them for this record, Eye Against Eye, and then I got to also see them live uh, when they toured the Quickness record. I was still yo- too young for, you know, to see them for Rock for Light or... So let's see, oh, you, right, you right. saw them in 86 or 87, mm-hmm. so then, you were, you weren't super, so you were how old, 16, 17? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. and, the, and then the quick, and then I think th- when I saw him with the quickness tour, that had to have been 80, yeah. 89 or 90. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, wow. All right. So you were a kid. Where did you, do you remember where you saw them on the Eye Against Eye tour? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a cameo. At the cameo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So a teenager going to see, and uh, what was that like? You must have been uh, well, blown away by them, right? <sighs> Unbelievable. I mean, this band. As far as like East Coast, I mean, yeah. in, in my mind, they represent East Coast, and then Black Flag right. was was West right. Coast, and right. these were, right. you know, my two bands that just absolutely blew right. me away. I mean, and right. HR is just one of the great, great 
front man. I mean, oh god, he is. And I never, yeah. Barry. Did you ever get to see them live? I did. I saw oh, him. I did? think I saw him on the Quickness tour in Atlanta at the Roxy. And so, so and Quickness that, came out in '89, actually. Right. So it was either. So it had to be. It like, was '89. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was. It was already known that the per, that performances could be sporadic. That HR was there was a period of time where people would show up to see the punk rock show. And they would do an all reggae they set. They would do straight up reggae, reggae. yeah. And yeah. that was not really what people were into, but thankfully for me, and I guess for you as well, they pretty much played, you know, uh, an awesome set. I'm sure there was some reggae mixed in there, but right. it was a full on, you know, Bad Brains experience. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess we should say for people, we assume everyone knows who the Bad Brains are, but for those who don't know, they're a, uh, they were formed in Washington, D.C. in 19. 77. Seven. Right. And uh, they were first. In 1976, they were founded as a jazz fusion ensemble called right. Mind Power. Yes, <laughs> right. And then, uh, and and uh, and then uh, they the, saw some punk rock stuff. They saw they the band, and they saw the uh, they saw. We I was watching that doc this afternoon. Um, they saw the damn the Sex Pistols, Ramones, right. And and that just crowd. They said this is yeah. this is awesome. They they obviously were drawn to the energy of it and they the were. immediacy. So they were this band that were already uh, the 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 thing that set them apart is that punk rock. A lot of punk rock people were people just learning how to play and yes. just sort of picking up instruments. Not but these, these guys. were guys that yeah. knew how to play yeah. their instruments. There. Well, actually, that I mean, I recently saw an interview with Daryl Jennifer, and he said right, and he said he said that he is not classically trained. He taught himself, and then he said what made uh, his playing very interesting and very different was because he said, I'm not classically trained. I don't really know the notes. So what he did was he said, well, you know, I can go from this dot over here, and I can go from this dot over here, and I can go (laughs) up and down and touch this fret and do this and mix it all up, and I don't have any rules, and I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, so, but but he's. I think he's dumbing his playing down a little because I think he, he is. Yeah, because he's an he's an amazing. He, listen, he's a beast. But this he's is a beast, this right. is this is according to himself. Right. You know? Well, as me and as me and Barry have learned in doing this thing, sometimes the actual per- subject isn't the best. They're not the best source of information about their <laughs> of actual behavior. Because sometimes do. they build up. Uh, their yeah, self pathologizing comes in a little. But I, I see what you're saying. Definitely. So maybe for those guys, cred. It was important for them not to be seen as like a jazz fusion group that was, you know, they needed, you know, especially coming in. Especially then at that time. At that time, right. Coming coming in a hardcore scene in in D.C. And they had moved to New York and then they had all their, they went and went, this whole story on the documentary, they went to the, the damned, wanted them to come over and play. They get to England and uh, um, they sold all their all their amps and shit except for the guitars to pay for the plane tickets they get to England uh, Captain Sensible shows up at the airport to pick him up he's got a wad of cash the Brits will not let them in mm-hmm. they put them on the plane and they have to go back to New York and they have and their guitars got stolen in JFK oh, so, no. so they get back with nothing and they have to basically start selling right. weed in Tompkins Square Park <laughs> to support themselves then they end up down in D.C. they meet this manager guy he buys them a bunch of equipment they park the van in front of a house it gets stolen the first night the guy has insurance so he buys them more equipment and then they that's when things sort of started taking off for them so they had some bad luck they were banned uh, with, some, <coughs> with some bad luck yeah uh, uh, along the way hard luck story a little bit but you know I think they have family in the area and they have people supporting them 
Uh, so, and then, you know, you look at those early performances on the, from the hardcore days, and it is just... Henry, you know, Henry Rollins, of course, is interviewed, and, and Ian and from Fugazi. And they are, you know, Henry's talking about going to see him and just... You know, the first song, HR just like leaps off the stage and ends up laying on top of Henry Rollins, you know, shouting right, lyrics. Right. And that that was his, you know, he thought that was that HR and Iggy Pop were like his role models for, you know, a front man. So, uh, right. Well, so, yeah, because whoever, so many people, whoever saw them were just like, oh my God, these guys yeah. are like, oh. yeah, oh, right. Because blown away. Musically, it's totally proficient and the, the, you know, the intensity, total intensity is there. Right. Yeah, so. But, but the one thing, the, the one thing that they brought, because they were, they were all followers of, of, Rastafari. They became Rastafari. Rastafari. They became Rastafari. Yeah, in like 1980, so pretty early on. What yeah. they were bringing, they were bringing like a different attitude, like a, Positive attitude. They right, were singing DNA. about, yeah, positive, positive mental attitude. Mental they were singing attitude. about that when most of the punk bands were singing about the opposite of that. Exactly. So even though they were they were coming at you so hard and strong, but the words that they're singing is about unity and being positive and you right. know. Right. And they so, said uh, they encouraged Ian Mackay on his, you know, to it, to become be more aggressive about his straight edge approach. Right. Right. Rock. Right. HR That's was. How that, yeah. <laughs> all that's annoying straight edge. Can you imagine people. HR counseling anyone? <laughs> no, because well, there's a there's the New York Hardcore doc. You can sort of there's a documentary called New York Hardcore, and uh, there's or maybe there's one about the DC scene. I'm sure there's quite a few. Uh, there's there's where they talk about HR and his influence and his he has a sort of Svengali like quality to his interactions with people where yeah. he's. Um, you know, he's got a very magnetic personality. Charismatic, very charismatic. But, yeah. uh, but also, obviously, he's got, he has issues. He has, right. he's trouble. Well, that's become more evident over time. That's what happens in this doc. This doc, there's right. a doc from like 19, like uh, 2007 that somebody's, and it's on YouTube. It's only got like a 200 views or some nutty thing. But it's the end of this tour and it ends badly because they show the last show of the tour and HR is just sitting on the drum riser, With a smiling, big, dumb out, smile on smiling his face, at the audience, not doing not anything, not singing. Yeah. And and uh, Daryl is just backstage, and he says, basically, "Fuck you, don't ever." Yeah, I never want to see you again. again. But terrible. he's mentally ill. Right, he's got schizophrenia. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, he's he's schizophrenic. Well, <laughs> his wife, I read. Uh, well, all right. So Camilla, you were, we were talking before, and that you met his wife just recently. He, right, HR was here. I, I want to see them play. Um, actually, HR uh, play at. Uh, Churchill's, Churchill's yeah. right, and he was doing an all reggae set, and I was, you know, originally I was like, you know, I haven't seen Bad Brains because I've, you know, since the '80s right. because of, you know, right. You don't want to. I don't. You want, have good I, memories. I have good memories, and, and I didn't. I didn't want to ruin them, but you I don't was want like seeing playing everything yeah. at, at one third the speed, uh, right. which I heard they were doing yeah, for a yeah. while. Sure. Exactly, or or him not saying anything, yeah. but or he plays guitar, and it's kind of. He just doesn't. The, the intensity of those of his shows is not. It's not there anymore. Well, no, but but you know now. I mean, he, he's he's back. Obviously, he's not okay. going to be the no. HR from the <laughs> from no, we're the all, 80s. We all we all are older. But you know now. Um, he no backflips. He, he's not doing backflips. No, but 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 he was he was um he was on stage and he was interacting interacting with the crowd, right yeah yeah and he was singing on key right. and he was so you think right that on he's time got treatment there's some, well, some sort of treatment he's you know his wife I, I spoke to Lori. his wife her, her name's Lori exactly yeah. for a little while she's super nice and she said you know he uh, had a brain surgery 
Right. Oh, because well, I read. Well, let me just real quick. Let me Ralph's just tell you this quote. Well, this quote I read by her. She revealed that, that he suffers from SUNCT syndrome, which is a rare neurological disorder which causes sporadic, excruciating headaches. And he underwent brain surgery in uh, 2017 to relieve these headaches. But then it says he also suffers from uh, a schizophrenia. <laughs> so it's like right. they kind of throw that in yeah. as an afterthought. But right. it's like, That's yeah. Definitely. So. So, you know, she said that now he's uh, apparently on the right combination of meds, of meds and things right. seem to be working really well for him. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. he's in a good mood. He's interacting. He's willing to do things. Well, that's awesome. He's happy. I mean, I, I thought it was great. I was really surprised. And the, the band that was playing with him, they were super Super tight. So I right, was I was really really happy. And was there was there a big was there a lot of people there to see him? Um, there was a, there was a decent crowd. Um, and you know it was mainly a crowd that were reggae lovers. Yeah, right. Which was sure. which was great because you know they're not they're not slammed. They're trying they're, to slam. They're not just... trying to slam. Everybody's having a good time. Oh, it was like good. such a nice vibe that's to good. the show. That's good. good yeah, to hear. it was it was awesome. And, right. and the musicians were just really proficient. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. great. So I, I was really, really happy. So HR, all right. So HR is doing it now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, good to, that's good to hear and good to know. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, my friend Julie saw them, uh, I think, last week in L.A. And, and she pretty much echoed exactly what I said. She was so like, oh. he's still doing it. He's on it. He's program. good. It's it's working for him. Good. All Fantastic. right. So we, sh- we should say HR. That's his nickname. But it's... um. Paul Hudson is his name. Right. And uh, so the drummer for this is Earl Hudson. Earl, Earl right. Hudson was his younger brother, brother right? He's mm-hmm. younger. And then you have on guitar, uh, Dr. No, which is Gary Miller, but he's right. Dr. No, uh, shredding guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a shredder. And- I got some insight into his playing this week. Listen to that record over and over. Oh, okay. I, I hit some, uh, something you're going to go. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder. All right. We'll we'll talk about it. And the aforementioned uh, Daryl Jennifer on bass guitar. And so this record, this is technically their third record. Right. Although really the first one was that uh, cassette. cassette. Which I had that. I'll never forget uh, because we were talking about sometimes bands. uh, Well, back in the day, you would buy stuff just because of how it looked. And Elisa, actually my wife Elisa, which is this is before we were married, but we were in high school and she bought that uh, that cassette, yellow, the yellow one, just because. Yeah, cover. right. Exactly. And I, I got a hold. And once I got a hold oh, yeah. of it, it was yeah, my cassette. That, and that thing, yeah, for like the next ten or fifteen years, right. that cassette is just. And like, then Rock for Life was uh, recorded with Rick Ocasek. Rick Ocasek, right. yeah. Choice but he saw, but he but saw them play or something. Oh. He said, he, "Oh my he god, he became I a got huge it. fan." He did, yeah. yeah. And, he and he wanted. He said, in. "I want to record these guys." Yeah. Exactly. So even though they formed in '77, this is their third record, but it came out in 1986, and it came out on SST, right? Which is Camilla's other favorite band, Black Flag, and they put out. Minutemen, Soundgarden, Who's Credo, Sonic, Sonic Youth, Youth. And this, Meat Puppets. And this record, uh, uh, Eye Against Eye, is the best-selling album in SST uh, in history and their whole yeah. catalog. Well, yeah. <laughs> because right. it is. All right. So because... Uh, it's probably the most. Com- it's probably the most professionally produced record in the SSD exactly. catalog as well. Exactly. The, the sound. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> well, that's not a. The that sound is, a high bar. is impeccable. <laughs> right. All right, but that's one thing I want to talk about because that's. I will say the that's thing also that an turned Achilles, me, an Achilles heel for this turned, record. I remember when this came out. Uh, 
I didn't like the sound of it and it turned me off because I was so entrenched in the Bad Brain sound in that first Roar cassette and it was so raw and live sounding. Yeah. And this record is definitely, very, yeah, it it's very produced. Uh, produced and metal. Some, and there, it's a, it does have a I very appreciate metal it more production. now. Uh, Camilla, I will tell I know Camilla's like making a face like, how could you say like she's going <laughs> to reach over and strangle me? But that was just, I'm just being honest. No, this no. show is all about honesty. Of course, Camilla. hey. <laughs> We all have our opinions. Or very carefully crafted dishonesty. Exactly. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah, but it does have, you know, the, the bass drum sound is there's that, it's got the 80s bass drum sound. And I'm going to tell you, and you guys aren't going to like this either, or Camilla, you're probably not going to like this. The sound this record is attempting to imitate is. Van Halen 1984. Uh, uh, all right, that's it. That's what I was thinking before. Some uh, the, the, sound, the guitar sound and the drum sounds and the production are very much Van Halen 1984, which I which actually like that record is a lot. Nothing, it's, it's not a diss. No, it's not a diss. And then, you know, it's obviously Ron St. Germain. Right. So that's that's very, the producer, very Ron St. Germain. Right. <laughs> Influential. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. you know, and he, I you know he made him this record that for an underground record was extremely successful and definitely um, a classic. Um, but it does have that sound. It does have an 80s metal sound. Uh, the guitars, the, everything about it, um, the way the vocals are in the mix, it's just... Uh, um, I'm good with it because it works. Oh, it does work. It does. It, it, I'll it, be honest. It works beyond yeah. any well, other record during this time period. I never I listened to it back in the day that much, and now, just this week, was probably the most I've ever listened to it, and right. I did get a whole new appreciation sure. of it. And Because I, I had to get used to it. Once I got used to the production and everything, right. and that was it. but I did. Some of his, he'd be playing lead, and I'm saying, that could be That's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. It's the Which sound. is not, it's not a diss. It's not anything bad, because yeah. I'd rather, and I'd 100% rather hear HR singing anything than uh, David Lee Roth. See, I oh, like sorry. David Lee Roth. So yeah, it's, no, I'm no. not a... I, I, the first... Shooby-doo-bop! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Van Halen early... Van, I see that because... What, what do you was think, my Camilla? first concert? My oh, first concert, So you have a soft spot. You have a for soft Black spot. Sabbath in 78. So wow. that's... I. You know, well, I, me and Camilla are team HR for sure, right? Yes. Yeah. For no, sure, no. For I, sure. I, don't, I, don't see then, a, you know, I don't see it as a competition. It's not a competition. <laughs> they, they had to evolve from where they started, so the oh, sound yeah. oh, has, they did. And, the sound right. had to change. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, no, and, and that's part part of what makes them great and why they're so brilliant. Because if they'd done a third record that basically more of the first, yeah, that wouldn't have been a big deal. The, the thing that that kind of makes me feel bad is that listening this record and then seeing uh, them playing live at that time. They could have been, I feel like, a huge band. Of yeah, I they think could so. Have. But they just, uh, he like pretty soon after this, the uh, HR left, and his, yeah. him and his brother left for a while, and they got other guys, and right. they could never totally keep it together. But right, well, that's they, the, yeah, go ahead. No, th yes, they couldn't keep it together, and then right. he wanted to do his reggae stuff and be right, separate, right. and then there was all kinds of friction right. between well, all that's the band the man members. The manager guy goes, he, you know, he goes, I man, he's managed him since like the late seventies, or like this guy. And he says, oh, things are going okay. He's zipping into the tour. That's my clue that shit's about to get the fan because things never are never, it's never okay. It's never. Something is always, so there's a lot, the personalities in, in play in the band. They're big are, personalities. And I actually have to say our sponsor uh, uh, is this tomorrow, uh, Woody Compton, he, one half of it is this tomorrow, is uh, makes custom drums. So he had some contact with Mackie, who was uh, the second drummer, for Bad Brains. Oh, okay. And he was the guy that played on uh, he Quickness, was, I think, right? Yeah, I believe so. And he was um, also in Chromags. He was a drummer right, for right, Chromags. Exactly, right, exactly. Yeah. And he Still says, Mackie's a super great guy. And he said that 
the Bad Brains experience really broke him. Oh, it must have been horrible, yeah. And that he has he <laughs> he would actually turn his drums sideways so he didn't have to face. You know, it was well. There was, I think, in the in that documentary, they say at some point one of them says, "You know, we're fam, we're we're a family, but we're families are a lot of times highly yeah. dysfunctional." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's just. I, I'm going to say I don't think it's just HR that's dysfunctional in the group. I think that it's just a those guys. The intensity comes from the fact that they're all kind of insane. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's where you get that. That's why we're sitting here doing a speaking calmly and rational voices. <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> And they're able to get up on stage and do that crazy stuff for years and years and years and years and years and years. It's because you have that inner that inner intensity yeah. that doesn't always play well with others. No, right, right. All right, so let's get into the record proper. It starts out right away. It starts out with this intro. And I'm thinking anyone back in the day who was like a hardcore punk fan and everything would be... What, <laughs> yeah, what, right. yeah they, they would have hated it. Right? And I'm sure there were some people that, that did. But people, I know, I know a lot of my friends and everything. They they love punk, but they also love metal. They loved See, a lot of metal. I, I love metal. Right. I've always yeah. loved metal. Right. So, right. Like, so it's right, like the, right off the perfect rip, marriage, right? When I heard this, I was like, uh-huh. blown yeah. away. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Bring it on. What else is gonna be on right. here? Right. So it's got this blazing instrumental to open up, uh, and it announces right away that this is not your. This right. is not the, the bad way brains. the playing Th- in it is, immediately this is goes. Not your average well, bad brains. <clears throat> right. It's right. actually the 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 little rip that the little ascending super fast guitar riff. Right. Is like um, off that Rush song, uh, um, <laughs> Spirit of the Radio. There's a part in there where they go all of a sudden. They play this like super fast drift, and you're like, oh, you know, they, right, they sort right. of change it up, and you go, oh, they actually can really, they can really, 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 really play. Right, 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 right. So that's what these guys are doing here. Is it's they're throwing down the gauntlet. It's like, all right, y'all, fuck you. Let's try that, you know? And, and, and that's what that instru- instrumental is. Right. Exactly. And then we go into the title song of the record. The second song is the title song, I Against I. And, and this song to me is like, this song is like is unbelievable because um, it's, it's this. Like I've heard, some bands have tried to cover it, and it's a. It's no way. <laughs> I played Barry and think it was horrible. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. You do, right? Yeah. yeah. Jeff Buckley doing the. It's boy, so howdy. bad and embarrassing. <laughs> he should have stopped. Like after like the first verse, he would have been like, "Oh, yeah. you know, I can't really is, do you that." You listen to it, you go, "Oh my god, that's great, that's awesome," but then you don't realize this is like it's like five. The song is less than three minutes long, and it's like five different <laughs> songs in it at it goes, once. Uh, and, it, exactly. and he's singing so fast and with such clarity and such drive and right. intensity that. Yeah, that's what makes him a genius frontman. He's able to channel this insane energy into this burst of this burst because the hook, the the one, the one big hook. It's got a couple of hooks, but the one big hook. I don't want to have a go. I ain't got. He only does that once in the song, and that's it. He never comes back to that. Yeah. And you, but you would, you would never think that. No, you wouldn't. You think, oh well, they're gonna come back to that, right? Yeah. That's like the nope. hook. No, no, it, it goes. Uh, all right, so basically, um, <laughs> I, I against I is sort of a, a, a Jamaican playoff of the rust of the rust phrase. I and I, I and I, which is used in place of the first person we in order to signify uh, union. Oneness. Yeah, oneness, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and this, I, I think, I feel like the whole I against I thing is kind of like. HR, I feel like someone that's at war with himself a lot of times. Um, well, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's war with himself and just war with against the planet. And just, right, he right. Just, just, you know, this album, if you go through it and you look at the lyrics, 
he's complaining a lot about politics about how messed up the planet is right, how right, everybody right, hates each right. other everybody fights everybody right. is only looking out for themselves but he but he's also talks a lot about being good and being a good person but you know from just his, that he wasn't always that good a person well, he wasn't no, always I mean, you know I, mean, I don't think he's a, the, the poster child for morality no right so that's uh, that's what i mean about the uh about the uh sort of at war with himself um all right so it starts out and it's funny when you read the lyrics, you can because well, these guys aren't Rastas from Jamaica. These guys are Rastas that grew up in in DC. And, right. And, yeah, and they, yeah. they weren't even Rastas. They, 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 right. Exactly. They converted. Adopted. They didn't to grow up in, in Rastafari. You know. Yeah. So but he was. I feel like HRM was all in. Was probably the most of all of them was all into the Rastas. Well, yeah, because he's the one who eventually you know formed his own reggae band. Right. Right. So he went all in. So. In the quest for the test of fulfilling achievement, everybody's only, only in it, it for themselves when the fact of the matter is they just don't care to extend a helping hand to anyone else. So tell me why did you have to lie and try to make me all confused about the USA? Very prescient when you read right. this right. now, what's yeah, going yeah. on now, exactly. right? Exactly. When the fact of the matter is you just don't hear to comprehend or understand a single word now, I imagine say. Imagine writing that down and thinking, okay, I'm going to sing that at 220 yes! per minute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Every night uh, on a tour to get up and do that, you know. Jeff Buckley couldn't do it. No, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. I usually say go to YouTube. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I did. I had never thought about the fact that they only sing the chorus once. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's it. And then it goes into this other thing. And uh, and. Um, and then it goes uh, after that killer hook. Then it shifts gears again. And then uh, and I right. say I don't like it, and I know I don't I don't want it. I against I against I against I. And then it's right. got that whole other vibe. Ooh, that's and they going do the on. who thing. Oh, it's exactly. So good. Thankfully, yeah. Jeff Buckley does not do in his rendition. No, <laughs> I don't. No, I, I don't I, know. I, I love I think the he... changing of the tempo. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So it's good. so good. It, it's like All, a little almighty symphony. watching. Almighty watching. I against I against I. And I say I don't like it, and I know I don't want it. I against I against I. He's talking about conflict, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, he wants to be, like, he wants to be spiritual and at peace with, like, Ja or God or whatever. But but he's he's at war with what's going on around him and with society and with, uh, and, and himself, too. That's what's, I, I, I feel that a lot. I feel like a lot of these things are sort of him struggling uh, against himself. Yep, uh, I got was, a brass continental with a 300Z. I got a color TV with the video too. I got a rest home in Jamaica with my fantasy for all my family <laughs> around the nation. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? It's an awesome way to, you know, it's undeniable, just mind blowing. You know, first really the song on the record. The, I always think of the intro as just sort of the first part of this song. I yeah, don't yeah, ever yeah, think yeah, about definitely. it as like right. the separate, you exactly. know. Exactly. Now, Camilla, let me ask you, as a teenage girl, you get this record. Now, I forget, did the original record, now, when you got this, what format did you get it? you remember when you first cassette. got it? You got a cassette. So, no lyrics, right? Were there lyrics? You know what? I don't recall. Right. So, did you have any idea what the <laughs> fuck he was singing about? No, I mean, you could, you, especially if you uh, listened to it on uh, your Sony headphones right, back right, then, yeah. you, could, you could understand He's good at he some, he, he's yeah, good, yeah. he's surprisingly he's, good at... Yeah, enunciating the words. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, Very right. Quickly. All right. So, but but still, you you must have been like blown away by like whatever. Because when something is done with that much conviction, and also so many different voices, because that's right. another thing we didn't mention. HR does is that he sings in these different character voices. Right. Yeah. He's got exactly. the, the squeaky voice. He's got the 
operatic little voice he does. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh yeah. That exactly. One. That, then that's very evident in Return to Heaven. The oh, yes. God, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yep. All right, but before we get to that, uh, let's take a little break. We're about halfway through. Let's take a little break. We will. I'm going to have some of those uh, Oreos, Oreos with the we most the, stuff. We shout out to our <laughs> sponsored by Oreos. <laughs> wish that we could uh, Oreos. If you want to sponsor us, we really, really love. We really be, like your product uh, a lot. That would be awesome. All right, we'll be back uh, with Camilla Rizzo talking about Bad Brains. Uh, that record got me high. We'll be back in a minute. This is a test of the nationwide emergency protocol. If this were an actual emergency, you'd be directed to go to isthistomorrow.com. Yes, that's isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic since 1993, the result of a government experiment gone wrong tunneled into the black hills of South Dakota. Prehistoric life forms reanimated by necromancy. Larger than life personalities driven by inhuman desires. Space aliens controlling your thoughts from the foot of your bed. A secret channel on television that generates seemingly random noises. Radiation from beyond the galaxy terrifying children and pets. Proceed to the shelter at the coordinates that will be given shortly. Follow the shopping cart with the flashing blue light. Once again, that's Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic at isthistomorrow.com since So we're recording, so we can go. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we are talking to our special guest, Camilla Rizzo, who I found out Are we saying your name correctly? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Okay, because we just yeah. went through a thing. Yeah, yeah. Discussing the beep different people whose I'm names we've notoriously bad pronouncing. And, well, it turns out I was screwing the one up, too, so. Uh, Camilla, we were discuss- talking with Camilla. She's one of our more uh, um, learned guests, I guess you would say. You, you speak know, four, she speaks four languages. What do you languages yes. do you speak? I sort of speak English, Spanish, <laughs> French, Portuguese, Portuguese, and I defend myself pretty well in Italian. Wow. That's they like, say if you learn Italian, you can get around in, in the other, in Spanish, Portuguese, you can kind of like be like, oh, okay, I, I kind of want to know what I they're mean, saying. I, like the romance languages I think are pretty easy, and then, I, I don't know, I think I have this thing where, you know, it's like some people can pick up a guitar. See, he rats out can, my wife when she comes in, but his not. wife comes in and well, he doesn't Camilla's say a thing. talking. <laughs> Sure, it's sure, fine. Sure. Languages are just easy for me. I have a, like a good ear. Yeah, that's great. Whatever. You speak three and a half more than me and Barry do. You sure <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're talking about. Uh, I learned English in the Orange County Public Schools. There you go. None finer. All right. So we're on the third yeah. song of this record. This is House of Suffering. Uh, uh, this is awesome. It is. This is like this. This song is like it's like a hardcore thrash metal song. Yes. Uh, yep. And it rock. This song rocks so hard. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like Judas Priest if uh, they were uh, uh, punks, if they, if they were a punk rock band, something like that. Yeah, we got to do a Judas Priest record. We will eventually. Yeah. Uh, in this in this house of suffering, I gotta let some joy in. I hear that freedom will win. Oh where, oh where can Ja love be now? Yeah, my dear. And it's like when you read the words. It's funny because they sort of you, you wouldn't the way he think, sings them. Yeah, the, you wouldn't the way he think they would go with this music, so but he makes them go right. Yeah, he makes it, it work. He makes and this it is work. like a, you know, it's got a heavy riff. It's not like 
it's not the song is not light musically. It's heavy musically. Oh, where where can Ja Love be now, my dear? It's here in the underground, inside the hearts of your own children, in this house of suffering. Ugh. I spiritualogical <laughs> grin. In one way, grace is my friend to conquer doom and sin. Um, and he somehow does that in his HR magical, HR singing way. Yeah, because he then he explodes. Yes. I, yeah. Does. And all the nation's lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All, yeah, all the nation's crying. And they stop at nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. So he's a very astute observer of the uh, the, the workings of uh, international politics and, so what do you and think domestic politics. What do you think he's talking about in, in the House of Suffering? Because I think at one point, I think he's being... Metaphorical, obviously, but he also spent some time in jail behind bars. Yeah. So, uh, oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, he did spend. So, it, the house of suffering could be more could be literal yeah, okay. than metaphorical. Yeah. Too. Um, in this house of suffering, don't want but just one thing. Got to have my origin in this house of suffering. So maybe he wants his freedom. Yeah, that's what suffering. I'm thinking. Is yeah. freedom? Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess he's a. About spiritual suffering as well as metaphorical I'm suffering. Sure. Right, right. Yes. And then the whole like, you know, DC politics, Reagan era. I mean, yeah. Yeah. right. Oh, yeah. that's this right. Is where all this that's stuff in, comes that's from. Right. Oh, that's right. This is a Reagan Ronald era Reagan, record man. too. That's right. Yeah, he was in his Alzheimer's ten- tenure. <laughs> the, the, the second, the second term. I feel like a, a deja vu almost now, don't we? In a way. Yeah. All right, we got to the fourth song, "Reignition," and uh, this is finally the record like gives you a little breather. A little breather. They dial the tempo down, but it's this song has got that groove. They they do on this. They have a lot of dum da dum, you know, a, yeah. a lot of groovy type things. So, and still the music on this record is. Sophisticated, very sophisticated. Yeah, especially the, the bass line. Again, in the interview that I saw with uh, Daryl Jennifer, he said that he actually came up with this bass line in 1991, and he didn't didn't have 80, anything. 81. I hope yeah. he didn't come up with 91. No, no, no. He came, <laughs> he came up with it in 81, but right, he, right, he right. didn't he didn't perfect it or have anywhere to use it yeah. until oh, okay, on this okay. record. Right, right, in his pocket. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For five years. Um, kind of interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, this, I came down to make you understand that this gross sphere is not Jalan. A part outside who can't escape our destiny confirmed in fate. So, yeah, he's, he's talking spiritual, especially the classic Rastafari thing where they're going to go, you know, return back to Ethiopia. And which was, is more of a, uh, um, more of a metaphorical return to Ethiopia, I think, than ever any sort of actual, because Haile Selassie was plainly confused about their worship of his of him and uh he was like you know who are <laughs> who are these freaky jamaican people and why do they think i'm their savior but um the but as a movement you know it's a it's a spiritual movement towards uh, peace and happiness and that's the idea yeah and he's got he's got a little clever. I like HR throws in little clever uh, turns of phrase because you notice he says uh, we love to make you overstand instead of understand. He says <laughs> well, overstand. That, that's a, a typical Jamaican thing. Is it? Uh, oh, okay, okay. Overstand. They, they right. use that and say instead of saying uh, understand. So he really was all in on that. All, all in on the Jamaican <laughs> patois. Right, he was. That's funny. And uh, and also, I just got to say, the song's got the aforementioned Eddie Van Halen shredding lead on it. It does, yes, it does. <laughs> that is just Very it's much. awesome. 
Did you listen to Van Halen at all back in this day at this uh, time? You know, a little bit. I wasn't well, like a major. Yeah, you Van almost Halen. at that time, like in '90, you couldn't help but not hear them because they yeah. were all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you listen to if you listen to uh, um um what's the the one uh well there's 1984 which is their last one with David Lee Roth, which definitely this has the, an influence on the sound of this record. That frankly, that in, that record influenced. A lot of records because it it was a massive hit, right? And right, it's right, had an right. incredible sound, yeah. And people were like, Dude, "That's just how it goes in in, in record production, yeah." Is and produce and producing is you know you people can't help themselves but try and recreate because right. this something. was like because it because it, it was like heavy rock, but it was also really commercial, really commercial, and yeah. really the sounds are really appealing. And so um, there's some definitely some aspects of that in here. Yeah, and that's why I feel like Bad Brains if they had just really if they had if they had Eddie Van Halen's a dick. It, it, I just need to throw that in though, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, God, yeah, I think he is. A dick. Yeah. yeah, he's had multiple chances to prove himself not, and just didn't happen. Some people are like that. Eddie against Eddie against Eddie. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we get the fifth song is Secret 77. Right. And what's this about? Secret 77, invisible to you and me. No, you just cannot see. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you know, this is this is what I think. Because I did a little bit of research. And I guess uh, 77 has to do with like uh, angel numbers, angelic I numbers. I did find something about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's talking about how. Uh, there goes my theory. People, people who uh, are uh, attuned to the number seven and doubling the seven right. means that they uh, are attuned to like this righteous spiritual. It's a, yeah, it's a real, it's a spiritual thing. Seven exactly. is a very important like spiritual number, right? right. And so, so, so then you double it, and then you have all these angels behind you, yeah. and you know you go off on that whole trip. So. Right, right. right. You know, I guess you are, are a, a bearer of messengers, messages from the divine. So I guess maybe that's what this is, Secret 77. I think you're right. you can't see them. I mean... Yeah, that's why it's Secret 77. Exactly. That's good. I like that, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's got another classic HR couplet. For now, it's time. You've got to nab it 101, like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that he just yeah. throws that in yeah. there, right? Yeah, that I, little I pop agree. culture reference. Yeah. I, I assumed it was something to do with the year 1977. Oh, when you said that just now, no, I thought the seven maybe he thing, died. all the stuff I know about, I think kind of the, right, the, yeah. the number seven actually, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, that is what it is. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, this also, this song, another one, it's got that modern rock sort of vibe to it. That yeah. Well, the whole record, the production. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which was so different for them compared to their first two records. But that's awesome that a band would do that. You know, the same four guys doing this, like, total, uh, you know. Which is great because it's not it the great. same old thing. Exactly. Have mercy it is on the pool. I love the when he yeah. sings that line. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's brilliant. It it's is the way, brilliant. Uh, it, is. it is. He that oppressed reproach his maker he that honor him have mercy on the poor and it's dramatically perfect in the way he delivers it in yes, the context yes. of the song right, yeah, and right. then the, there you got the religious overtones like oh let let us yeah. be good yeah yeah Walk with the path of the righteous man. I will attempt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we get to the next song, and HR wants to help. He wants to help you. Let me help is the song. And uh, this has got a more, uh, sort of a more straightforward, yes, bad brain sound on yeah. this one, right? Uh, and it's got those uh, those uh, shouted background vocals in yes. there. 
Egonomics legality. Chuck it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't show we love to be free. Plain and simple. Are you okay? For tomorrow, we generate the courage today. For tomorrow, we generate the courage today. Right. That goes along with the PMA. Yes. The yeah, positive right, mental right, attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's sort of like the uh, turning the Devo thing on its head because the Devo was right. all about the de-evolution. <laughs> 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 like that. Right. And this is, yeah, yep. it's sort of turning that. Who wants to come on the show and do uh, Devo record? Uh, yeah, no, we got, Contact yeah, we got us. someone. No, we, I have someone in the wings for that. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. Psychopathic brutality. Stop, Stop it. it. Rejuvenate more integrity. Universal. Universal. All live as one. Edification first, then we could have some fun. (laughs) Okay. I feel like that would be a good t-shirt, right? Right. That, that, but that line was, that line is weird for me because I grew up in kind of a, um, you know, repressive religious uh, environment. And that, the way he sings that makes just sort of brings me back to, you know, (laughs) Sunday school. And as a kid, I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, then we're going to have, then, then we we're gonna have, have some fun. fun. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. Right, HR. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We're never going to have say, buddy? fun. We're never going to have fun. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Now I'm going to come, just come right out and say we're getting to my least favorite song on this record. She's calling you. I, I just, this song just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me. It, it's like, it's another mid tempo, sort of new rock sounding one. And. I don't know. What do you think? I I know you love this record so much that you've got to be all in. So much, but I think this is the weakest song. Because it's more like just like a straight ahead rock song, and it's like she's calling you. uh, Yeah, so there's not, I don't think the lyrics, he's not really saying that much on this one. I mean, I I like some of the delivery, you know. Okay, well, there is his verse, verse two vibrating cosmic waves. Exactly. Spiritual electricity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kaleidoscopic trees. In the endless sea, is there one for all, inseparable to no other? One voluntary kiss keeps contemplating home. Now, when he's singing the vibrating cosmic waves and the spirit electricity, of course, I start to think about, you know, shit my dad said and in his various mental states. And I'm like, oh, this may be a little bit, you know, manifestations of what, what happened to him later on. Right. Yeah, the, the sort of, uh, this is happening, this is not him speaking metaphorically. This is him speaking from, like, you know, things he's actually experiencing, which is the kind of thing that schizophrenics experience, and we'll talk about. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, possibly, and, but, you know, his delivery is very smooth. These, it is. These oh, lines. sure, yeah, yeah. You know, right. the, the delivery is great, and the lines are... You know, they like can, they you can said, tell you. you know, I tell you I what, mean, they can tell you it was about crazy stuff in a straight, straight voice because that's it's, that's the reality they're living. So uh, he has kids, right? Uh, I don't know. I think he does have. kids. He probably does. Could you imagine the, being? Could you imagine HR no. being your dad? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> pass. I'm gonna take a pass on. Yeah. That. No, I think he does have some kids. Um, take door number two, number two, Rob. But he has an awesome wife now, right? That yeah, Camilla she, hung out she's with. She's super and that's nice, great. and that's great. She, she we're really, happy for you, HR. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One more, one more bad brains reunion tour. Come on, guys. <laughs> And it's never going to happen, right? Gosh, it's I, not. I, you know, I don't, I don't really think they should, but you know, you know you're right. Well, they probably shouldn't. The, the athleticism involved in their music puts certain constraints on yeah. the performance of their music once you pass a certain age. Right. I mean, like, listen, some of the great front men, like Cheap Pig from SNFU. I mean, those guys are 
great if they even tried it nowadays. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think I'd be very disappointed. I like to keep my my yeah, memories. sure. Yeah, intact. I mean, the there's are, yeah. there's some bands that can definitely still bring it, and there's some singers who cheap even, trick. Uh, Right, Robin, Robin Zander. Zander. I always said Robin Zander still sounds great yeah. now than he did uh, 25 Robert, years ago. Robert Smith sounds amazing. Oh, right. yeah, that's still, right. his voice yeah. is just on point, and they perform for right. three well, hours Robin's, straight. Yeah, Robin Zander has to keep touring because he spends all his money. He does, yeah. What about Robert did you know Smith? That? Did you know that about Robin Zander? No, that's I didn't That's why know Cheap that. Trick keeps touring. Is because, <laughs> and they, they, they've just said publicly, he spends, he spends all his money and we have to go on tour. It. Right. Wow. So. What do you think, Camilla, what do you think about Robert Smith running a Bad Brains uh, oh, reunion no. tour? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> would that work? Yeah. Would, no, but it would be kind of hilarious. I would go. Yeah. Would you? I would yeah. go to that. It would be interesting, he never sung, right? He's never sung that fast. Never. No. no. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. So we get to song number eight. It's sacred love. Yeah. Right. All right, right. So what's the cool? What's the cool story about this song? Oh, that it was recorded when he was in jail in. Uh, Morton Reformatory, and right. so the vocals are, are over the phone. The vocals are done oh, over really? the phone. Yeah. He, was on wow. a, he was serving time on a marijuana distribution yeah, I it charge. Was that. And it's really, it works so much on this song. That was like genius of the producer to think of doing this because it gives it a, a detached quality in the exactly. song. That and, and then what he's singing about, it's like it's written from the point of view of someone being locked up, right? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's awesome. Maybe, maybe, maybe Jow will bless us to be one tomorrow. Visits from you every Tuesday, right on time. Right on time. <laughs> right. A picture of you came through the mail. No, you're not far. You've got me hanging on a miracle. Spiritually, I'm in here. You're out there. We know a prayer. No crying, no lying. Our hearts declare. Uh-huh. That's it's awesome. not a physical communication. Be brave. Persevere through it all. I and I get sicked on sacred love. I and I get tickled. Sacred love. So he, yeah. But it's so felt like what did you when you first heard this, Camilla? You had no idea that he was singing it from prison. But you just uh, right? I mean, no, the first I, I did. I did the first time I heard it, I did not know the right, story. Of course not. It, but I, I was like, wow. You know, so he was while they were recording this record, he was in jail. Yes. He, he, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. This record was recorded in a couple of different studios, and yeah, it, it was uh, right. So I, I love listening to this song and imagining the the guards. <laughs> like right. thinking, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. On that Imagine phone. he's like in a little corner. With yeah, the, going. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> or maybe at the well, wait, or yeah, right. He's going, he's at the phone, and the phone is in the visiting, right? Because so you have to go out and use the phone. I, so, I don't know. So, they probably, said, I, I, I read that it took some some, some finagling logistics and yeah, to work out to do it. But I mean, it's, some, it's genius that they some did sur- that. surreptitious yeah, and, and, payments. And, and apparently, he uh, he had uh, he used to roll weed on the on the the pages the pages of his Bible, so it all resonated, <laughs> and apparently he, he, he smoked yeah. that paper and just uh, got uh, right into this song. So that there. has it that has a uh, you know yeah. that quality along with the, right. the, yeah, the, the vocals over the phone. So it's all he was baked all in. Irie. It's baked in yes. there. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right, so we get to number nine song, Hired Gun. 
And uh, this song has that really cool, like, shimmery-sounding intro again, which is uh, kind of different. A very, another very musically adventurous type yeah, song. Yeah, very funk-influenced. Yeah, yeah. It shifts gears a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this lyrics, I, I find his lyrics, they a lot of times they'll seem kind of stream-of-conscious, and they're kind of hard to... Uh, Decipher. What do you think about this? What do you think the song's about? Because I have a theory, but I have no idea if it's right or not. You know, I, I you know, other than just taking it verbatim, what it says on the paper, I, you know, I don't know. See, I mean, like, may, you know, maybe hired gun. I mean, well, I'm possibly thinking he's referring to himself as a hired gun with the bad brains because the way he so was attached to them, he would leave them and come back, and uh, so please sit down. So, Services oh, yeah, rendered. Yeah, 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 now yeah. we must decide to pay bargains to bribes, broken agreements. So I feel like this could be him with the band, the hired gun. Hired gun, he's on the run. Better watch out, boy, because he don't know fun. <coughs> and according, this is something I don't even know. According to his personal bio, uh, bio HR now, of course, they, he says it's human rights. But do you know originally it was the early nickname right. stood for... Hunting rifle. Hunting rifle, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I didn't know that. And he was a that. very skilled athlete in, like, he, in, uh, like, pole vaulting and... Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, it's it's evident when you saw him doing the, the backflips. Back that's yeah. insane. Just from yeah, a stand, yeah. just standing still, and he does a complete backflip on his feet. Yeah. interesting thing about this record is that despite it being on SST, um, and which was one of the more prominent, you know, alternative rock labels in the United States... It is never, like it came out on CD, but there's never been like a remaster. There's never been like an addition, a special right, edition with, with extra, track, extra tracks. True. There's never, you know, that's even sometimes people went out with like live tracks. All that's out there is that original LP, the original CD, and the original cassette. That's and it, it's very odd because usually bands will frankly try to capitalize on a, re- a re-release of something. Um, and Miller would, would buy it, wouldn't you? <laughs> No. no, you wouldn't. No. Well, you but, wouldn't. Yeah, but no. you, okay. when you go back, so and, they're smart for not doing it. Then yeah, it's a perfect. I, I, it's a perfect record, right? I mean, why would they? Why, need to why do would anything? you mess with it? Yeah, yeah. See, she's a purist. Yeah, I, sure. I get no, it. well, but you're right. It's still surprising that they didn't do it because that's what bands do. You'd be it. Oh surprised my God. what sonically can happen to a record from with a little um, technology can because even though it, you know it was professionally recorded. Um, there are changes in the way that we, you know, they master things now, and the ch- there's just a lot of things that are available. I was going to say this, you know, I was uh, comparing my Rock for Light um, record to a friend of mine's, and I was like, why does yours sound different? Mine sounds just a little bit more quick. Oh, oh the whole, really? The whole record, and, and the only thing I can come up with is maybe when they reissued or remastered they pressed it, it. They ran the tape at a little wrong speed. I, I, I don't. It just his that should happen. That should happen. It, 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 it sounds yeah. different. Right. Right. So. Um, it, yeah, it could have been a different pressing. Sometimes pressing plants. Um, sometimes it'll be a different, you know, master tape. Like if it got repressed, they they'll use a different tape. There's a lot of things that can happen. Really, the trick is, you know, for somebody who has the original. But anything with SST also falls into the uh, purview of the Greg, the Greg, Greg Ginn, Ginn circle of death. And, <laughs> and um, so people, you know, dealing with him, I think, is known to be. And I'm sure that, you know, the bad brains in Greg Ginn must have had some very interesting convos, considering they both have a their penchant for large quantities of marijuana. And right. um, 
big egos. So I think they're. I, I'm guessing one of the reasons there has not been an eye against I reissue has to do with the fact that it, there's an SST involvement with it. Yeah, but I'm with Camilla though. I, I I agree. I'm I'm kind of a purist like that too. I like I, I know Barry. You get interested sometime in hearing like a, a re uh, yeah sure remap. But yeah, me, sure. I just want to hear the way they originally they did it, and that's it. And I'm happy with that. If, however, if it sounds shitty or whatever, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, you know, I just wanted how they wanted to present it. You know, and and how they presented it originally, and that's what I want to hear. It. But uh, you know, some people you you. Remaster a, a Beatles record, you know, again for the twentieth time. Uh, well, the Beatles remaster is going to buy it. Mike yeah, Bullo is going to buy it. They did actually sound really, really good when they came out. It was like everybody's like, "Oh, these really do." The Stones records, um, the when they were remastered in the late nineties, maybe early two thousands, there was an incredible jump in just the um, enjoyability of the records of listening to them. Really? Yeah, they I sound. See, I'll still, uh, but I still want to. I'll just listen to the more the, the less enjoyable one. <laughs> I'm kind of a massive. I can't help you, buddy. I'm right. Sorry, I'm, I'm all out. I'm all out. I'm all out of change. I still have a well. Still have I have a my parents' Beatles records from when they were kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they sound great to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. See, I'm not. I'm not. I, our ears aren't as sophisticated as Barry's. So. <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to go out that. and say that. I don't think no, it's no. That. I think if I you think had an opportunity that. to hear, if you had an opportunity to hear, like an A B, the, it's the warmth. Sometimes 80s records had a. There's a. There can be um, a, sort of a, especially early CD mastering. They can be a little bit harsh. There could be kind of shrill sounding. Yeah, like shrill sounding. Tinny. Metal, yeah, tinny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there could be things that would happen for this that you would be like, oh, and. It may sound actually different on their the master tapes than it does on the CD because there's a extra step involved there, and so um, I would be interested. Certainly, I certainly think that it would be cool to hear. Right, well, Greg, and, Greg and if you're listening, send Barry those masters yeah, and let Barry not, yeah. mess around with them. Yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I don't think so. All right, so let's get to the final song on this record. This record has ten songs, uh, and it's like like most great records. It has ten songs. Exactly, five on a side. And this is that metal. It's got a the metal closer with uh, HR. Sounds like he's. Oh yeah, possessed at times yeah. on this one because crazy vocals. Yeah, yeah, because he just come out with this something, uh, you know, these like these uh, yelps and these um, warbles, and it's like, yeah, he really does sound like he's possessed on this. And the the soul, this this was the song when finally at the end I heard the soul and I said that sounds like it could be Eddie Van Halen yeah. playing yeah. that. Yeah, and that's it's not, a compliment though. It's a it total is. compliment. You know, if yeah. you can, yeah. Frankly, Eddie Van Halen is an extremely talented individual. If oh, you play yeah, guitar yeah. like that, more power to you. Right, but he's a uh, dick. But he's a dick. That, there's it's that. No, it's no. Yeah. All right, so this song, Vaguely Spiritual. I didn't say that. I, didn't, I never said that. <laughs> I did. I'll own up to it. Vaguely Spiritual, dense uh, lyrics. Yeah. What, do you, what do you make of the song, Camilla? Return. It's, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Right. You know. Grown up in the shitty with a gift to survive. So he's saying shitty instead of city. Uh, in the shitty with the gifts to survive and yes the time has arrived to know that love is alive this season but still they can't achieve to hope an alternative deny what faith has to give it's only when you're reading it it's like uh, poetry right right, right. it's like yes. you're reading uh, poetry yeah. and then it's put to this metallic music and uh, it's it's really it 
it's great uh, when I was when I got these lyrics and I'm reading them. You know, some of them you don't, uh, you, you know, you never really you just listen because the way he sings it is so cool and it sounds so awesome. Yeah, the, the, the delivery. The delivery, right? Which is a big, big part of it. And it's almost like he's scatting in some parts. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, makes yeah, the yeah. Jeff Buckley version so terrible. <laughs> Is that we can't stress enough? Do not listen to that Jeff Buckley version. Of is Life that you, you immediately start going? No, 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 stop! No, you can't do it! You can't do it! It's not you, you know. Um, and he does. He just keeps on and on until you're pretty much your broken person by the end of the, his performance. But okay, in defending people who can sing Bad Brains, Israel Joseph. All right, so he did. Israel Joseph came on, and he did. Uh, which, which which record did he do? The one after a quickness. I forget. Yeah, there was a he. Yeah. That was she's pointing. Sorry. <laughs> I can see it from here. Yeah, yeah. I and I survived. I mean, he he's he does. He's a great singer. So you like you appreciated that? You were okay I, I, with I, that? I, okay, you know, that's he, cool. He's not HR. I mean, obviously, he's not HR, but he right. he does a really good job. Yeah. Okay. So you were so, good. so that's cool. As a Bad Brains fan, you were you you heard that record and said, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I can definitely appreciate it. I mean, he had huge shoes to fill. Oh yeah. And yeah. and I think he did them. He did it very admirably. That's yeah. good. He's not like that horrible guy with the DKs with the dead Kennedys. Oh no. no. <laughs> or the Black Flag guy, right? <laughs> oh the, uh, yeah. No. So yeah, so yeah. yeah you I didn't go see that, did you? No. Okay. Good. Did you go see Flag though? I think that was pretty good though. Flag I heard was it was better, but I have no, I have no desire for either of those, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're all good. <laughs> did you ever see Black Flag Live? I did. A, a cameo. Wow. So I, I even have b- pictures with Henry Rollins. Really? Yeah. All right. Oh, nice. So, so you were uh, a cameo. You were a cameo punk rock girl. You went to all these shows. At I the went cameo. to all these shows at Cameo at Churchill's. Gosh, right. we were we were going to places that you know had my parents knowing exactly where I was oh, going. Man. I know, but Your see, this is good. You this is good for parents Ooh. to hear because see, Camilla did all this, and still she turned out she turned out great. She speaks four languages. Yeah. She's much she's much smarter than me and Barry. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but there her. were people that went to Churchill's that didn't turn out okay too. All so. right, well let's you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crapshoot. What we're saying is, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, right. It's, yeah, <laughs> going to Churchill was extremely, extraordinarily scary for a period of time. Yeah, oh, it, was. it was a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we did it. That's the record we did. You all, you all aware? Don't you dare! Everyone will be there. Return. Everyone will be there heaven. in heaven. So you yeah. gotta. Don't. I don't know if everyone's gonna be there, but whatever. Yeah. No, I don't know if anybody's gonna be there. Oh. My theory is the, this, the, with the Christian thing, it's that the rapture already happened and that nobody got taken. <laughs> <laughs> no one we definitely no one we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right, well, Camilla, thank you very much for yes, coming on. Oh, it was, great was awesome. You being did a here. great job. Thank uh, you. Doing the bad brains. And what do we got next week, Barry? Uh, our friend, Lisa Kitchy Cat, um, who uh, I won't even say her real last name because she says. <laughs> She used to be Lisa PRL because she was the beloved bartender at the bar in Hollywood, PRL, which you would only go to because Lisa, if, if Lisa wasn't working, you wouldn't go. Oh, no. I've, no, I've never been there since she left. Right. And then and so she, cat op- she opens a cat. She has a cat store called, uh, uh, um, what's Lisa's store called? Kitchy, Kitchy Cat, cat Shack. Yeah. The Kitchy and, Cat uh, Shack. She's a B-52s fanatic. Seems to be the largest B-52s, the biggest B-52s fan on earth. I mean, that's debatable, of course. But uh, we're doing the second B-52s record, Wild Planet. 
Um, so that's next week. And we have already been warned in advance, so we got to get her, get a couple of drinks in her. Drunk before. Drunk, drunk before, before the show. All right. We and, can do that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Camilla, once again, thank you very much for coming on. Yes, well, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank I enjoyed you. it. This is That Record Got Me I. Don't forget to go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. And become a patron. Don't forget, uh, like us, share us, subscribe, do all that stuff because you love it. You, you know, right. deep down, you love us. You love us. We're lovable characters. <laughs> and uh, remember to visit your local record store this yes, Saturday. Yes, this record Saturday, store day, record store day. And spend money you don't have on things you don't need. There you go. All right, once again, that's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. We'll see you guys next week.